When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am Zach. I am here with my buddy Bitten. Bitten, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well. I got to apologize to the listeners that we didn't uh, make last week happen. You you were busy, weren't able to to do so, and then things fell through on my end. And I didn't even put anything out there on Twitter or any other social media. So if you're waiting for an episode to drop, my bad. That one's on me, guys. We could have just played it off like it was tech problem. We lost. We lost it. We lost the episode. <laughs> now I want to be technically competent, just not organizationally competent. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's hard to find the fill-in. Sorry, uh, yeah. I had some family stuff come up, so last minute we had to cancel last week. But no worries. But we're back. We're, we're back, back, and we soccer is not as fun as it was last time we spoke. Yeah, not a, not ideal. Not ideal at all. Ugh. Ben, what are you? Uh, what are you easing the pain from the the terrible results with this week? So. I, I think I previously mentioned one of my things I've been to is getting back into reading, which I've been doing so successfully. And one of the books I picked up was, I kind of, I always have kind of an interest in history. I've just never really done like much reading and whatnot on it. So I'm like, I'm going to do that. And I kind of pretty arbitrarily picked a piece of history that I want to read more about because I didn't know anything about. So I picked the, uh, the War of the Roses. I'm like, I don't know anything about English history. And that's kind of like a war with a cool name. So like, let's try that. And I found a book on it and it is actually really fascinating. I don't know if it's just this particular book is really good or if, if I just really am going to enjoy history reading in general. I but think general uh, history is pretty interesting. It, it's just like pretty like, almost like gossipy. Like just talking about everybody's That's history is gossipy. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. So I, I, I've been learning quite a bit. It's been interesting. I had to take the book back to the library. I've not got to finish it, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and buy it on my, uh, on my Kindle and finish it up. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it way more than I thought I might enjoy it to an extent, but I'm, I'm enjoying it more so than, than what I thought it would. So that's been a fun revelation. I'm glad I'm kind of See, sticking it, with the reading. Everyone's dead. So they're spilling all the tea. You get, you get to find out all the juicy gossip. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's kind of like Game of Thrones in a way that there's a lot of like moving parts and characters, but uh, I mean, I've been able to keep up um, and, What's, what's what's going on despite like all the different things and how fast time is moving as you're kind of reading through the book and, and what's going on. So it's been fun. Nice. So 
I'm turning into an old man. I'm metamorphosing. I'm about to say, you're not, not that old. You have, it's not World War II history yet. Then you'll know you're truly middle-aged. I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm in the 1400s. Pick up World War II history book uh, or Civil War history book. Then you've you've hit your middle age. (laughs) I'm working my way there slowly. But uh, Zach, what are you into this week? Ben, this week I'm into bats. The little little adorable fuzzy flying critters me and lori have been having a lot of fun this past week going out onto our porch in the evening like right right before sunset and and watching all the bats like start to fly around in the sky we i don't know if it's the weather if there's just with all the humidity if there's more bugs out in the evening but there have been like a ton of bats to watch and they're like very interesting i told lori the other day that it's fun to watch birds because they make flying look so easy. And it's fun to watch bats because they make it look so hard. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a struggle for bats to stay up. They don't, there's no, there's no coasting for bats. It's you got to work for it. No straight lines. It's just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, plus they're adorable. Yeah, I like a big bat fan. So we, we've had plans. Um, we, it was too late in the year when we, when I got around to it this year, because uh, we've been wanting to put up a like a bat house in the backyard for them, but you need to have it up already when spring starts because that's when they move into new homes. And it was already like midway through spring when we had the idea. So uh, I'm planning on putting one in now so that it'll already be up there next spring. I was just about to ask about the bat house thing. I'm like, are bat houses even a thing? Yep. But, uh, good to know. Interesting. Well, I hope you get a nice family of bats in there. Yeah, they uh, they cram in because they're not they're not huge and they fit like uh, one the the plans that I was looking at is like two hundred fifty to five hundred bats fit in it, but it's it's only like twenty four inches wide by like sixteen inches tall, uh, but it's got like three inches inside. Yeah. Well, I hope, yeah, I hope you get a nice brood. What's a, what's a, what's like a, a, a massive bats called? Like, what's the word for that one? Um, oh, what is, I think it's a, it's Roots a roost, field, right? I think it's a roost. Colony. A uh, colony, yeah. Our groups of bats have also been described as camps, clouds, or flocks. Yep. Okay. Indecisive. But anyway, yeah. Right, bats that, are sweet. It's, Do you build it yourself or are you going to buy like a pre-made uh, made like bat house? I think I would build it myself because they're not super complicated and the the ones that are online look like they're not very good quality and they're overly expensive. So I'm going to get some plywood and do it myself. There you go. Well, good for you. Let me know how that turns out next spring. Yeah. I think I am going to buy the pole to put it on, but I'll build the bat house myself. Yeah. We had two games in the same day and... We had a watch party at the stadium where we could actually watch them both back to back. Do we have to talk about that? <laughs> the match that is. Um, it was, I'm glad that it, it was a fun day overall. Like it was a cool experience getting to do that watch party. But what we watched on that screen was not optimal. It was really bad. Um, you 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 missed the first half. You got you showed up and you sat with me for the second half of that watch party, but the damage was done by that point. 2-0 loss at Birmingham. I mean, I respect Birmingham. I think they're a good team, but it's the manner in which the team lost, which yeah, really hurts. Right. I mean, I mean, it was 
it was like we were, um, you know, like in the middle of the season early on when when we had more viable excuses, you know, between uh, like injuries and whatnot going on. They were just there's nothing there. Like I get it was a very hot day there. It was like at least ninety five degrees, but uh, I mean, I mean Birmingham looked up for it. They were ready for it. Yeah, and I I don't I don't I don't know. Like we we we're not only running out of time to kind of rectify things, but we didn't really have a good excuse to show up like that. Right. Like what, what are your kind of high level thoughts on this one? Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get over like in years past Louisville city will go down a goal or even two goals. And you're like, Oh, like here's this game's about to get interesting. Cause now they're going to start just piling on chances. Like this team's going to take, 20 shots now that now that they're behind and what really strikes me is they go down two goals and the attack just still looked toothless they 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 had almost nothing going on the attacking end even even playing from behind like that even when like theoretically you should be taking some chances that you wouldn't in a in a game that's level uh so that that's concerning that that feels different than in years past yeah. Yeah. It's not, not good. I mean, we started off with a lot of defensive problems, which really hasn't been our huge like trouble area. Um, even for as much pain as that we've been in the season, uh, what was really sucked is how the first goal happened and within the first few minutes, like the players seemingly gave up, gave up on a play and to Birmingham's credit, they put an extraordinary effort to keep that ball from going out of bounds. They send in a cross and Enzo just buries it in the net. No matter if you thought the ball went out of bounds or not, balls on the field, you got to keep playing. <laughs> yeah, you got to you know play through the whistle, as they say, and and that absolutely did not ha- happen on on Louisville City's end. Um, they just they just switched off. You know, and it's just disappointing to see, especially in the situation they find themselves this season, and kind of you know below where we all know that they should be. And the second goal, I, I have a hard time of what to make of that one. Um, I mean, the, the penalty itself was clear. Like, Sean Tosh is just in a in a bad spot on it. But I'm just wondering, is there something earlier in that sequence that, that should have been happening to prevent that situation from occurring in the first place? Do you have any thoughts on that one specifically? Yeah, I mean, it was a good, it was a good through ball. He made a good move in the box to get Tosh to commit to go in the wrong direction and then drew the foul, which is just like, that's... It, it's it was just a very good attacking sequence. Yeah, to me. It, it, I mean, it happens. I don't I don't know that I fault Tosha all that much for that one. Like it's the, like that 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 kind of thing's going to happen eventually. So, I mean, then now all of a sudden you find yourselves down by two, like twenty some odd minutes in, and I think even before that one is when Amadou Dia went down injured. So you already had these one sub by that point, pretty early in the match. So. Very, very suboptimal situation for for the team in its entirety. That second half to just not really, there just wasn't a lot of fight there. Uh, we didn't. It, it just sort of played the game out. Did not really yeah. push forward uh, as much as as we would have wanted. Like we're we're not getting good looks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, you can kind of tell by our our actually situation. You know, we generate um, 0.69. So it's not nice. even like we we should have. I'm going to use air quote. Yeah, there. it's not like we should like should have had a goal or or anything like that. Like it, it was just like I mean, 
that number, I mean, really just kind of paints the picture of what we're talking about them being toothless. Yeah. Birmingham on the other one, like they they earned it. We put two shots on target. Like yeah. it's it's frustrating. Now, one thing that's jumped out to me in this in these last two matches is that for for whatever reason, we've kind of went to more of a three four three rather than like a three five two. Yeah. I don't think that the like sites like FOTMOB and FB Ref and stuff are, are reading it this way, but like if you watch the play, if like we're having Cam up top and on the on the flanks we're both um Dylan and Elijah. And I think you know, even going back beyond this year, that that has been the back three shape that has been problematic for us, where there's just we don't have enough defensively going on. When we have the five in the midfield, that has seemed to work well. For this so iteration I'm, of the I, team. Yes, yes. Um, and so I guess I'm just, I'm curious, like why we didn't maybe start this one with uh, like maybe Cam and Wilson, for example, up top. And then, you know, either like a, a, maybe Elijah or Dylan, one of those two like, loses their their starting, starting spot because I know they both have been doing very well. But, and I don't know, maybe this, maybe this is hindsight by speaking, but I just, I'm personally feel uncomfortable when I, when I kind of see it that heavily lopsided on the attack, yeah. it just seems to not pan out. Well, and, and not just formation wise, I wanted to note because we, we mentioned like when it looked like things were turning around and the team was playing better, they were, had very low possession percentages in those, in those games, yeah. in the, the, that couple of games where the team looked really good. And I noticed in this game and in the, the Rio, the, in the RGV game, which we didn't talk about it because it happened last week. Uh, 50, 50 percentage in the Birmingham game, uh, uh, 50, 50, 46, 54 in the RGV game. So I, I wonder if the team is tactically not, not just in the formation, but also in the style of play gotten away from that, like low possession, fast attack system that they were seem to be having such good success with. Uh, I mean, is it like an overcorrection thing? Like we're reading the opposition and trying to, and we well, we intentionally went to this because, yeah. Or it could also be might play, but like reverting back to like what you're used to with like if things started to go wrong, and so revert back to to the old style. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I just wanted to note that is that like we saw a pretty big shift in in possession percentage, and they had a very they had lots of success with that. And we seem to have gone back to like even possession. Yeah, you're right on it. I mean, there's no correlation between like possession and and winning or scoring anything in that trip, but it does represent yeah, a change from from that little hot streak that we had got around the time of the uh, um, Little City Spill the Fan match. And and should I remember next open media um, availability, I might ask um, Coach Danny Cruz about kind of what we're, we're observing there and just and just interested to see what, what he says on that one. But um, I mean, it might've come down to perhaps maybe somebody like Wilson Harris wasn't, wasn't good to go for a full 90 minutes. And then it was kind of a, a shape out of necessity. Who knows? Uh, so we mentioned the watch party. I got, so I got a, I got a complaint about the stadium. And then during the racing game, I got a, a positive thing about the stadium. So we'll get the complaint out of the way first. The watch party in the beer garden appears at, to me, I would like. I don't understand why the beer garden would have a big screen like that, other than to do this. That like this specific situation seems like exactly what that space is perfect for. But we've barely ever gotten to do that, and a a chunk of it is like 
apparently there's like some legal thing about they can't show the game on that screen because it's visible from the highway. Yeah. Uh, so they like in order to do this, they had to bring some some lift trucks and lift up a mesh behind the beer garden to cover up the screen from the highway. But my question is, why was that not accounted for in the design of the stadium? Like what what is even the point of having this here if you're going to build it in a way that like you can't show show away games there without making a big to do? Like I, I, I we talked we were talking a little bit there, but like I. I feel like that beer garden area has been a pretty big disappointment. Cause I think you look at the initial stadium design and you think like, Oh, this is going to be like against the grain at slugger, but, but for the stadium, we'll have like a permanent restaurant there. It'll be a place you can go to even when games aren't going on and they'll show the away games there. I mean, and clearly that was somewhat of the intention because the, um, the food stands there are made double-sided so that you can do food, food service just to the beer garden without uh, the rest of the place. But it's like, did, did, did they just not do their due diligence to figure out that they can't show games on that screen until it's too late? And like, why not, rather than paying to rent uh, lift trucks whenever you want to show a game there and limit your opportunities, why not have like a permanent like some poles and a mesh that you can lift up and, and lower easily and, and do that more often. But I go back to like, it, it reminds me of our, our current hobby horse, which is the, the playground and the inability to watch the game from the playground where it's like, it feels like with the stadium, like a lot of, a lot of the details didn't appear to get worked out. Like, like there were a lot of cool ideas that did not get like completed properly to be like a fully functioning stadium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can't defend the playground and other like other nitpicky items about the stadium, but as far as the like the watch party area goes, to me that feels like something that the the builders should have been kind of looped in on, right? Like this is their space, like they need to know like what they can and can't do when building. And you have to imagine when they're designing this and talking about this specific space, like watch party had to have come out. They've had to have articulated what their plans were for that well, space. But and, like, and so the they use that as an advertisement board for the highway, um, the same as they do with the back end of the screen, which they also can't show. Like that, the back side of the stadium screen is so gigantic and it's such a waste for that just to be an ad board for the highway. Cause like, that's like a world cup watch party screen. Like you see, I, I know of other stadiums that have that kind of setup on, on the big in zone screen. And that's where you do like, you have a big watch party for world cup games and stuff like that. And, and you also, they also can't do it from that end because I I guess because they want it to be a advertisement board. Yeah. Uh, So like clearly being able to see the, the beer garden board from the highway was part of the plan because they wanted to sell ads on it. But it's, it's like, if that's what you want to do, there, there should have been considerations for some sort of permanent um, system for putting the net up for if you want to do watch parties, or it should have been on the other side of the stadium. Yeah, fair. I mean, I don't know if it's big enough to justify the reason that they didn't do something was was the fact for advertisements. Like I get the like main like Jumbotron sort of board, that side, that one, like that one's specific for advertisements and even like the side things, like that's fine. But the beer garden one, I mean, that was clearly like 
part of the design was pretty clear that they wanted to be able to have people watch stuff from there. So, you know, I don't, I don't know who to blame Paul's on, but like, as far as solution goes, like you said, I think there's a relatively easy fix there that they could do. And I mean, over time, in the long run, it'll be a lot cheaper to have like poles with a net. You can yeah. raise them lower than to, than to rent forklifts every time. And a little, <laughs> and a little visually more like more appealing as well. But I mean, like over time, we have seen like subtle changes and whatnot to the stadium. So you have to imagine that's on their list, right? Like whatever that tarp sort of thing that they had propped up and like a few poles, like that has to be super cheap. You get those installed and it's so bam, you can just, you can adjust that as needed to use that. So I, I, I can't imagine that that's not like in the works in some capacity. It's something we see down the road. Yeah. But I think it's, I mean, it's, it's a fair call out and, and hopefully we, something we get rectified. We made fun of sunlight gate a lot, but I feel like that is, that's also another thing where it like, it's just like a lot of the details don't feel like they got, they got looked <sighs> through pretty, very thoroughly. I don't want to rehash the sun bullshit because again, the, the sun's going to be shining on somebody like, you know, like what it was signing on me and slugger, you know? Yeah. Well, and like, I, I think that's just a decision. Like, you want to be able to see the skyline through the open end of the stadium. And so like, that's yeah. the trade-off and I'm cool with that, but I, I would, I would like to hope that decisions are being made on purpose and not on accident. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think the, the stadium like thing was, was an accident. Again, like the sun's going to happen somewhere. It's going to be on the cheaper areas. Like it, it, in summertime, things get hot and people just need to plan accordingly. So that's, but anyway, again, that, I don't want to rehash the floor argument. But the other than that, the game was not fun. The the watch party at the beer garden was like great. It's like a great like opening up, great turn out of a too. game. Like, but that's how many times has that happened? That's only like I think it's only the second time. It's only the second I time that's the, happened. The stadium's been there. For, well, I mean, I guess racing has been there for it was three the, years. It now. was the first Louisville City one that I'm aware of. The first actual like watch party there was a was a racing one and it got delayed for for rain i remember the racing one did but it's just it's 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 a it feels to me to be a waste of that space to have only done that twice in three years yeah they're putting more sponsorships and stuff back in that area so um you know i'd like to think that they're planning on using that space more i don't think they're going to sell ad space just for like nobody to really be back there so it's one of those learning things i'm sure that uh again it's going to continue to evolve Hopefully, hopefully you get that the blocking things we use for watch parties, and you get your screen in the playground. Both are relatively cheaper fixes. I, I I had I had the thought during the last game with the playground that the uh so the the main the main video board has those like tall video boards on the sides of it. Yeah, and the one of those sideboards is facing the playground and is can't be seen from the highway. So I wonder if they can't just use like the bottom TV sized portion of that board. Uh, I think it might be too low resolution, but that was a thought because that, that is a video board that is, is not facing the highway. So I don't, they should not have any issues putting a game up on there. Uh, they could also just hang a TV. Put it in your, uh, your post game survey. That's you get emailed to you. Well, we'll get into it with racing, but I think they've been listening to my post game surveys. Um, before before we move on, we talk about racing. We had a break or whatnot. One thing I did want to um, to to bring up is just kind of the rest of the regular season for for Louisville City, because we're now we're now in single digits on number of games remaining. We have nine matches left, four of them at home, and of note, two of them 
are against the Tampa Bay Rowdies, which by are going to be by no means easy matches at all. No. So with, I mean, I think we have a few relatively bottom feeders on that list, but that hasn't met a whole bunch throughout this season. So I guess with all that said, Zach, how, how are you feeling about Louisville City's prospects? I mean, I I I think they're they're going to be in the playoff picture. Like that's just just because of how wide it is. But like yeah, to me, like it feels doubtful for. A I mean, unless playoff. unless something really goes wrong, the team should make the playoffs. I, but it it's it's looking like that we're not going to have a home game in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if, at, at the very least in the first round. On, uh, on top of like having to beat the rallies twice, like these other games, Rick really feel like must wins. You know, you well, can't drop and these like, other games and beat the rallies and, and work out. So, like Memphis has two games in hand on them and are tied on points. So, and that's the team currently in fourth. So, I, I it's going to be especially with single digit games left. It's a pretty big hill to climb to get into that top four now. Charleston and Pittsburgh were teams that they needed to to get points off of or to get three points off of to 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 open up some of that top four space and and they didn't do that. So you think back to what could have been, especially with like that Pittsburgh and some of the um some of the calls that we we didn't quite get on there because that was that was part of that stretch. But even if we did get them at this point, like are we sitting that much like No, Charleston's like, the big one. Yeah, that that one that we I don't think we have a good solid uh thing to blame i mean weather but yeah let's go we'll see how the rest of the season ends but right now it's not looking super optimistic time's running out and and if they don't it'll be the first year they ever start the playoffs on the road which is pretty incredible in eight seasons still sucks but zach tell you what we'll cut to a commercial break and when we come back let's talk some racing willful because that one this one's a little bit a little better yeah so we'll get to that right when we get back Welcome back to the pod. I'm still Zach. I'm still here with Ben. Ben, the, I think that we have more positives to take out of the racing game. Not not the result we wanted, but not a terrible result either. 1-1 one, yeah, one draw I mean, at home, yeah. first game back from the World Cup. Definitely, I don't know, what was your what was your take on how the team looked? It, it looked to me a team where a bunch of the players had been off playing for other teams for a month and, and everybody was not quite back on the same page yet. I was Is about to read as well. Thing. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a, a team that hasn't played a competitive match with each other in a while. And to be honest, I was very bullish heading into it that they weren't, they were going to, you know, jump right back into things, not have missed a beat. And that just wasn't the reality. Um, you know, some just sluggish, just doing it play at times. I mean, the, the effort was there. It's just, you know, with the, given the situation, there was a you know full roster shakeup for a while. We just got a lot of these players back and they've only had limited time to train with one another. By the end of the match, like things are starting to come together a bit more, which which was which was nice to see. You know, it's like it, so. I think next match we'll kind of get the uh, the racing of old, like the full yeah. rostered racing back. But um, so it looked like the legs looked kind of heavy on some of the World Cup players. Um, yeah, like Wang Chuang and Ari Ari Borges, which I think is completely understandable just from a jet lag standpoint. They've only, I'm pretty sure they've only just gotten back into Louisville in 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 like a, the last week. So I think it, yeah, I think Wong was came in like that Tuesday before, and then yeah. Ari was like Wednesday. But I think probably it's understandable it's going to take you a little bit to get your legs back. It's a huge time change to 
to get back with on top of the heat and humidity that you're coming back to because yeah. it's winter and, there. So, and on top of the, uh, the world cup sluggishness stuff, I, I got to give credit to angel city. Cause I think they played better than, than what I expected or what I expected from their table position. I should say, um, I mean, they, they, I mean, they weren't intimidated, you know, traveling across the country for their first match back and they, and they were fighting. I mean, they got up on us, um, you know, like kind of what was like 60 some odd minutes in that had me nervous. I'm glad we were able to, to, to equalize, but, but they, they did their part. They made it a, made it a tough uh, match and it really just shows how much parity there is within this league. Yeah. 67th minute when they, they got that go ahead goal assisted by McCaskill, who seems determined to, (laughs) to crush us every time she's in town. Yeah, I was just I was just glad she didn't actually like, score. That would that would have made me really sad. I don't like to see any of our foreign players score on us. That's a tough thing. Um, but I can't believe we've we've went this long talking about this match without mentioning that it was not only the field of fan match, but we broke the ten thousand attendance mark, which is so awesome. And got filled see. finally. Yes, it was so awesome, and I'm so I'm glad that so many people came out and saw these women. They absolutely deserve the attention that they got. Um, you know, we didn't get a win, but you still get a point on the night. It was still an overall uh, ten thousand two hundred fourteen on the attendance. It was especially a good match if you had just come from watching the the Louisville City match right right before it, which was one of their more ugly matches of the season. So, by contrast, well, and we I think a, we got a great one in person. I, for if if I mean, I think if you listen to this podcast, you're definitely watching both teams. But for anyone who's not usually watching both teams. That's kind of been the way it's been all season. Like uh, racing has been uh, for the first time this season is, is definitely the more fun team to watch of the two consistently. Like even, even when Louisville city has gotten wins and played well, I think the games are still a little more up and down faster pace, like more fun to watch that. If you're watching games just for fun, racing is like the team to pick to watch this season between the two. Yeah. I figured that would happen eventually. I just, I honestly just didn't think it'd be this season. I thought it'd be a little bit more of a, a build for, for racing slash the decline for Louisville city. It just pretty, well, I mean, a big chunk of that's the roster this season. I mean, that, so actually I wanted to, I wanted to pose. So Claire Watkins posted this on, on Twitter, the, on the website, formerly known as Twitter. It piqued my interest. Uh, she mentioned, I think at the very start of that game with how well all of the racing players did in the world cup, Plus the players that didn't even go like Lund, Lund and Howell and Ersig and, and Pickett. I would, she didn't mention her, but I would add Malay into that group and Nadim with the roster that the team has this season. Uh, she put the question up, like, is it playoffs or bust for the, like the coaching staff this season? Like with the, with the roster they have this season, is it a failure of the coaching staff if they don't make the playoffs? Because they have a very good roster this year. Put this way, I think there's a, sh- a strong case to um, to make there that that's it. I mean, I think there's a, a ton of talent on this roster, and and if we get close and miss out, you ha- you I mean, you just have to. It, it just begs the question. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to that being a I guess a a fair narrative. Well, and I um, think that's a big step forward for the team. Like, yeah, I, I think first two For seasons, sure. it was like, oh, yeah, like if we make the playoffs. That's icing on the cake or whatever. Like, I, I just want to see him win some games. 
but like the team has finally gotten to a point where there's expectations this season. I think that's good. Yeah. That's growth. I can't, I don't remember if I've made this comparison before, but it kind of reminds me of the, uh, the Bengals for the majority of my fandom with Marvin Lewis. Like he was the kind of guy who was like good enough not to get like fired sort of situation. And that's kind of like the worst case scenario. I mean, you think back to their quarterbacking situation, like before Joe Burrow, you had Andy Dalton and he was there forever and he was good enough not to get replaced. Like, and, and you have to think that, especially if we missed the playoffs this year, is our coaching staff just like, are they just above the bar to get like get fired, but like, but not like not bad enough to what well, went so are they are they bad enough to, to for us to miss the playoff, but not so bad to get fired? And that's that's the most scary situation for me. So yeah. Again, I think Marvin I Lewis that had to have been the most persuasive person in history. Uh because I, know, um, I um, that you're talking about back when I actually followed the Bengals too. And there were multiple years where the reporting was that he was brought into the office to be fired and then talked them out of it like multiple times. Mike Brown was like, it's kind of an idiot. And he just, he really liked him. Like he had to be like actively like persuaded to fire him when that actually did happen. But we're, we're getting off topic. We're talking about the the wrong football, but I think the comparison still stands. And after that experience, like if you feel like, if you genuinely feel like you have the talent on the team, and they're not quite heading where you believe that they should be. I, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's fair to at least beg the question. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not going to be the one to, to make a call like that or whatnot, but it, we'll see how things pan out. But I don't think it's totally unreasonable. I mean, I think I, I mean, agree with Blair. I, I mean, I think, yeah. especially after that World Cup, like seeing yeah. what all those players did individually on the World Cup, like right, and it's not like. And I and I'm thinking back to like as I was talking like if, if you were to apply this this conversation to like Louisville City I think when the difference between like Louisville City and racing as far as if you're asking that question is that I believe Coach Cruz has kind of earned some grace with past performances in my mind your face is insinuating no let me finish I oh mean, no he, I was just in my head thinking like if Louisville City missed the playoffs. I, I think I think that yeah, I mean, that's well, like that's, a big deal. I, I think I think it's a different it's a different framework though. But I'm, I'm I'm just looking at more in terms of underachieving where we believe yeah. we should be. And in, in that in that regards, I believe that Coach Cruz has earned more grace because of what he has accomplished when he took over and kind of after he got his first full season, got his first offseason to build a team. Like, he really blew up the roster. He really made it his own. It would have been very easy for him to kind of keep pretty much the whole team together and ride on that some more, but he took a risk and pay, and it paid out. It worked well. We made it all the way to the finals last year. Had probably our best season to date. I, again, I'd still argue last year's, year's team was probably one of the best ever for us. And then this year, it's just, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of tough situations thrown at us. I'm not saying that the staff isn't uh, completely guilt-free or anything, but like when, if you look at that situation, I feel like there's some grace here. And meanwhile, on the other end, Ken Bjorkegren, like, I don't think he doesn't have like the resume or, or past success type lean on to you know buy more time, if you will, yeah. in my eyes. Well, and I, I don't want to put words into Coach Cruz's mouth, but I, yeah, the, the reason I said that I thought I think this is progress for racing is like I, I think if, I mean, we can ask him next time. But I, my understanding is that like Coach Cruz wants the expectations to be high like that like yes. that, that like yep. it, it is it out. is a good thing about the team that it's like 
not only is it expected that they make the playoffs, it's expected that we get home games in the playoffs as well. Yeah. And like I that uh I think I mean Coach Cruz is the kind of guy that would not want it any other way. But it, I don't think yeah. uh, he would want to be on a team where if we miss the playoffs, they'd be like, ah, no big deal. Yeah, no, that's no, that's fair. And again, he, he would he would tell you that flat out. Um, and I get, you know, I get the bar has been different for them, but you also look at, I guess, what you have at our disposal, like you like you were saying, and what Claire was insinuating, like there's a lot of talent on this team, and you almost think like if they miss the playoffs, like that shouldn't happen. Yeah. So um, again, who knows what will happen in the off season? Who knows if we uh, will or will not make the playoffs. Um, but I don't think it's a completely unreasonable conversation or at least thought to have not, not, not asking people to grab their pitchforks or anything, but. But I think, fun, I think we should expect them to, like, I think they should be expected to make the playoffs. I think it's a disappointment if they're not in the playoffs this season. Yeah, I, I think we've seen enough of this team to think that that's a fair expectation given the talent level on the team. Yep. I agree with that. Good question. Yeah, thanks, Claire. Um, one other thing I did want to bring out, uh, bring up about the racing still the fan match is Amadia Corny. Am I saying that right? Picorny, I think. Picorny, yep. She we should have her on and ask her in person. <laughs> she was a, a breath of fresh air in that match. Um, you know, I I she got like what like one appearance when she was like one of the uh, national team replacements or whatnot, and I didn't I didn't think too much of it honestly. And when we 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 waved Riley and signed her, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit. Just um, but as soon as she came out, she was she was balling. She was awesome, and it. It helped me to kind of more quickly the spark understand they exactly that why, yeah, why they decided to sign her. So uh went to shout her out. I thought she she did well with the, the minutes that she was allotted, and I think uh, it was a pretty pleasant pickup. Well, and I, I think unlike the um, Louisville City game, it, it racing never felt out of it. Like it, they definitely were were showing some rust, and like it, we're not always on the same page, but. Like they were still, they had moments where it looked good. Like you could see the team that was there. Like they were still in it that whole game. I wanted to note, I thought um, specifically in that first half, the the press off of goal kicks for Angel City was really, really good. Uh, I, I think tactically they set up in a very good shape for 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 those goal kicks and um, like forced some turnovers high up the field from that that's a that was yes. a positive takeaway um so like yeah the, the fight was still there the whole game and they just yeah. needed that little spark to push over the top which i think she gave them so, um any final thoughts on on this one before i guess we kind of look big picture at racing and what they have left for the rest of the season well we didn't talk about the most important thing which is Bitten, they finally listened to <laughs> to my season ticket uh, surveys. There was actual vegetarian food at the stadium, like all over the place. They had the Beyond Brats behind the, which I think they've had that for a little bit. It's just, it's hard to, behind the Cooper section. Uh, but Four Pegs had a uh, vegan wings and uh, uh, jackfruit, like barbecue sandwich. There were, there were multiple options. vegetarian entree options to choose from. And... I would I would like to hope that it's a it will be a thing that stays around because I, I didn't even get to try the vegan wings so they sold out before I got to them. <laughs> so 
That's a good sign. I, I I was finally happy about the stadium food for once. Hey, excellent. I'm glad you were able Although, to, to enjoy things. We just happened to walk by and I saw the menu. I, what's the point of me having this platform if people aren't going to attack me when the vegetarian food shows up? I, I, Our listeners are slacking. Yeah, no, I get I get tagged twice a game about the no t- lack of TVs in the <laughs> in the playgrounds, but uh, yeah, man, somebody somebody got to let me know when we got new vegetarian options at the stadium. You heard it here. Tell Zach about the veggie food options. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for you. I want to try the wing. I want to try the we'll vegan wings. Up. Hopefully, they're there again in the next game because that sounded good. Is it like a Beyond Meat or is it like just like tofu? See, I don't know. That's why I wanted to see it. the The menu did not stipulate exactly what it was. So, so. all right. Well, yeah. I do want to. Good thing at the stadium. It only took three seasons, but like we had we had decent vegetarian food. I, I got to eat something other than cheese pizza. Cheese pizza, which has not been quite as good since they switched to Papa Murphy's. They're just gonna throw it out there. I like Papa Murphy's. I think hometown is probably a little bit better, but um, but I don't mind it. I still get it. Um, but let's talk big picture for for racing because the the draw was not exactly what they needed to get. Not ideal standings wise. We still have seven total matches left, three of which are, are at home. We are eighth in the standings right now with 20 points. Right now, the last playoff spot is in the hands of San Diego. They're in sixth with 24 points, and it should be noted that they are tied with the OL ring. Yeah, so, sixth and fifth all, is both 24 points. So exactly yeah, if that, that, if that draw had been a win, they'd only be two points back right now. Well, how, how are you feeling since they didn't get that win, since they are four points back? Four points in seven games is not crazy. Um, actually, let me look at who are the who are those last seven against. So um, the last seven, we are playing at Gotham. Um, Portland at home. That's a tough one. They're playing good. Oh, that's another tough one. Oh, excuse me. There's the uh, the Challenge Cup game is, is on that list of seven. So we have to skip that one for, for this purpose. Um, Houston Dash at home or is coming here. We go. That's winnable. That's like that. Should we all get through there? Should we all get through there? Um, Orlando comes here, which could be pretty important for playoff standings because Orlando is the other team fighting for that last playoff spot. Yeah, that could be big. And then the last one, we go away to San Diego. So those last two are particularly those last two are going to be real important. So I would say just by who they're playing, like that should at least come down to the last week to the last game. Or they control their their destiny. It's not like they need other people to do X, Y, and Z. They have they have a level of control to how they where they land. That's I mean, it's they're they're going to have to perform well. And again, based off of uh, by the end of the match, they looked like they're kind of coming back to their their normal selves. That that makes me feel optimistic about the next match and moving forward. So we'll have to take well, and one still game at a time and see. Timby and Chiek still aren't back. So still still oh, true, don't have true, the full true, roster true. yet as of, yeah, totally, as of this totally last forgot about that. Yeah, Great observation there. Yeah. Um, well, do we want to pour uh, one out for Riley? Yeah, I, I did want to I did want to vent about that one a little bit because I was excited about her. She seemed the like team a, is a de- lot of fun. And... The team is determined to break Kyler's heart. <laughs> no Alabama players on our roster. <laughs> I mean she had fan favorite written all over for me, you know, like kind of like maybe not necessarily your everyday star, but the kind that comes on people get really excited about because they like her a lot. Like I got those vibes about her, but yeah. um, she was you know, great like, in college yeah. and 
and had like a good season with uh, down in League MX on on yeah, loan. And, and I get like, it's I mean it's it's tough competition. You can only have so many players on the roster, and I guess ultimately kind of like weighing their options, they determined she was not uh, not one of the top what like twenty four or whatever the roster number is players. So disappointing to see, but it's gonna I'm gonna have an element of trust the process there. I'm just sad it didn't work out. Yeah, I feel pretty disappointed about the draft this season, though, right? Because we're not even a full season on from it. We only have one of the four players <laughs> on, currently on the roster. Yeah. That's the weird thing about this league, though. You know, you, you well, and, like, uh, and just dropped the other three. I mean, it's not like, not like, you know, traded players or did anything. Just, just didn't. Two, yeah. Two of them didn't sign, and then Riley signed and then dropped. But- that kind of happens in the end, like the NBA. I'm trying to compare it to like other leagues, like but the NFL for the most part, they all they all seem to sign and stick around at least for a little bit. But uh, I guess it's just kind of the nature of the beast of the NWSL. You pick a handful of players and maybe like one or two stick for the most part. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's probably a pretty big jump from the collegiate ranks to to the NWSL. Yeah, so maybe we see more like like long term like loans happening with some of these players so that they can get up to speed better, you know, maybe not just six months in Mexico, but a full year or something. Yeah. But yeah, just, I feel like just a little disappointing with the draft class to um, not be able to get players to let, they would at least be filling out like end of the bench roster slots. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Well, Zach, did you have any additional Thoughts, news, or notes, or anything that you'd like uh, to share? Discuss? So we we forgot to mention uh, for Louisville City the next game coming up. We got we got we have pre fun theme going on. What's uh what's the next game for Louisville City? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem Night. Um, Say that so three stoked. times fast. Okay, so I I was not clear from the the posts that they put up. So you're gonna have to. So are they selling the warm-up jerseys or are they only auctioning off auctioning off like the signed game worn ones? They're just uh, auctioning off the signed game worn ones, and I think they have a few promotional like giveaway ones. So it's gonna be like the remember the derby kits from like 2018? It'll be like a situation like that, like where a few people will get them. Oh, that's so disappointing. I haven't even seen it, and I would I would I would buy the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles warm-up kit sight unseen. I want I'm, that I'm kind so of right bad. I, I really want can one. we okay I should I probably should not be hatching this plan on a podcast that everyone can listen to we had Amadou on the show he's a real friendly guy I feel like we got like a little bit of it in can we can we ask Amadou to like complain that his warm-up jersey was the wrong size and he needs to get a different one and maybe slip or us he lost his yeah he lost yeah can, can, can Amadou lose that warm-up jersey maybe uh, I I want I want one so bad. Like, cause I don't even want it signed. I want to be able to wear it. I, I would I would feel weird about wearing a signed jersey. I don't, yeah. I don't want like a a special signed one. I just want one to wear around. I, I'm the same way. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to see what this price is. I uh, go for um on the auction side because I'm 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 very much intrigued. Like, how often are you going to get a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles themed kit for our team? Like. This is like a, a once in a lifetime sort of shot. It feels like so weird and fun. I love it. I'm a big fan. I'm excited for it. And I hope the, the kits are cool too. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah. Also, we're going to be playing the Oakland Roots that night. 
Napo's coming back and uh, Tark Morad. I think he's still with the Roots as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. How are they? Wait, let's look no. at the let's look at the they're West Coast good. standings. How they? They're, they're like eleventh. They're pretty bad. Is this well, a, is this a get right us. game? They gonna they gonna channel some of that teenage mutant digital power? I don't think we've always uh, fully leveraged our get right games this season, so I'm not no. gonna. I don't count my eggs before we hatch. The get right games have been few and far between. They're fourth. They're actually pretty They're good this fourth? season. What yeah. am I? What was I looking at? Am I thinking? Am I getting confused? Is I looking at somebody else or thinking of something else? You're thinking of New Mexico because New Mexico is coming up soon too. Uh, that's probably it. Yeah. No, Oakland's good. So that'll <laughs> that's that's not a gimme. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, they, we're even on points with them, and you you, you could probably. Re- um, you can make the argument that the West is uh, is a little better than the East, kind of like last year. So we will see. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe the perf- uh, results in Birmingham will will kick them in the gear. But again, I feel like I've said that before the season too. I'm well, trying. They to play well I'm because of the warmups. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that's fair. I agree with that one. All right, anything else we forget? I think that's it. We'll let these people get back to their lives. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, thumbs up, review, all those fun, jolly things. Um, if you want to, if you're not following me on Twitter at Purple SDF, hit me up there. On the website formerly known as Twitter, I'm at Zach W. Allen. Send him all the vegetarian foods you spot it in the stadium. Send me so all the vegetarian foods and any Blue Sky invites you may have. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Hopefully talking about uh, two wins for our team, right? Yeah. Gone for the playoffs. or Six-point week. Playoffs. Go. Six-point week. Let's go. Take care, everybody. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.